Good Morning Christian America. As followers of the Good Morning Christian America podcast, you know that we always tell you that we seek to provide inspiration, information, and education, and that's going to take a little twist today on this podcast. I know Fridays you're used to scripture, uh, but today we're going to do something a little bit different because there's been a lot of issues that have come to the forefront. There's a, been a, quite a bit of news recently on on issues that affect Christians all across this land. We want to bring a couple of those to you and provide you a little bit of information and education on some of these issues that affect us uh, at our core, that affect us at our, uh, at our beliefs and in our communities. So without further ado, let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American community and the Christian American revitalization effort. Uh, we come to you this Friday as we come to you every Friday here on the Good Morning Christian, Christian America podcast, except today we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, typically on the Friday podcast, we give you some unadulterated scripture. We, we've been breaking down portions of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, before that, it was the Gospel of Matthews. We went through the entire gospel, chunk by chunk, bit by bit. And we're going to continue to do that, but we're going to move our our scripture days to Mondays, to the Monday podcast. And on Fridays, we're going to try to come to you with a little bit of news, uh, some current events that affect you, that affect me, that affect Christians all across this land. And it co comes from a, in a variety of different areas um, and areas that we should concern ourselves with. So we're going to get into that today, specifically surrounding the idea of religious liberty, religious freedom, guaranteed by the First Amendment, and what's been going on around the nation uh, in support of that, and what's been going on uh, against that, which should concern us. But before we do that, we want to remind you that if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, we don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. We'd ask that you participate by sharing and liking and subscribing to these videos, subscribing to this podcast. Uh, it's on all the podcast platforms, subscribing to the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this on YouTube, we ask that you subscribe to it. It's the Good Morning Christian America podcast um, and the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. If you're watching this on Facebook or Instagram or Parler, we'd ask you to share this video on those platforms. We'd ask that you that you follow us. That way you stay inspired and informed and educated on the issues that concern Christian Americans all across this nation. And it's in that light that we want to come to you today. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to we're start off a little bit different than we usually do. And today, uh, the topic essentially uh, has to deal with religious freedom. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to share with you guys the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. And the reason why it's important that I show it to you, it's because there's always so much misinformation, so much disinformation from people who pretend or think that they know something that they don't, which is why we come to you on this podcast to give you scripture verbatim so that you can see exactly what scripture says. And then, um, so we don't argue over what's in the text. Then we can have a conversation about what the text means, but at least we understand what's actually being said. And so in that light, in this podcast today, what we're going to do is we're going to cover, uh, we're going to do something similar having to do with the Constitution of the United States 
Um, and so specifically in this instance, the First Amendment. So what does the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States actually state regarding the freedom of religion? Well, if you take a look at this, uh, out of my screen right now, so this is being brought to you by the uh, constituteproject.org, okay? And it's, it's essentially the entire Constitution on a website. And so coming to the First Amendment of the Constitution, what does it say? It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That, my friends, is called the Establishment Clause. This is the First Amendment. This clause is called the Establishment Clause. Congress can make no law establishing a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It goes on to talk about the freedom of speech and the freedom of press and the right to assembly and all the other things that are involved in the First Amendment, but we're not going to discuss them. What we want to discuss today is the Establishment Clause. Uh, on religion and the free exercise clause, which is that statement right there. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise thereof. Okay, so now that we understand what the establishment clause says and what the free exercise clause said, I wanna to bring to you uh, an article that uh, that is on christianheadlines.com and I will share this with you guys so that, again, so that you can see it for yourself. Okay, and the headline uh, essentially says that atheist group files complaint after a football coach leads his team in the Lord's Prayer. And it's written by Michael Faust. Okay, and so the, the picture that you see is a football coach here that's leading his football team in the Lord's Prayer. And he, they took a picture of it. Uh, he tweeted it out. Um, as you can see right here, there's a video of it after the game. I guess the guys won and it should be no big deal. However, the Freedom From Religion Foundation uh, mailed a letter to the school and the superintendent essentially saying that, that this violated the Constitution, that it violated the Establishment Clause. And it says, uh, the, the quote that they use from the letter says that the Freedom From Religion Foundation says it's illegal for public school athletic coaches to lead their team in prayer. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court has previously struck down uh, school-sponsored prayer in public schools. Okay, so they're taking this to court and they, they've sent uh, a letter uh, in order to, to stop this school and that coach specifically from praying with his kids now let's go back and look at what the establishment clause says now the establishment clause says specifically that congress shall make no uh make no law respecting an establishment of religion does one football coach leading a voluntary prayer with his team he didn't make it mandatory. He didn't tell, he didn't say that everyone had to pray. He didn't say that everyone had to bow, bow their heads. Is that one man as a football coach carrying the power 
of Congress establishing a religion? Is he even carrying the power of the state or local school board with him when he does that? The answer should be easy. It's an obvious no, he doesn't. So he's not establishing a religion. He's not establishing a law that establishes a religion. He is not, he has no power nor authority to do such thing. But what he does have is he does have the free exhibition of his religion, right? That's the free exercise clause. So they, so Congress also can't prohibit himself, him from exercising his freedom of religion through prayer. But that's the type of fight that we see in the public space. As Christians, we need to be aware of these things because these things matter. Now, you can argue uh, or you can have the opinion that this isn't a big deal. It's one coach. It's one school. It's one prayer. And, it, and what does it mean for me? But the idea that an outside organization can work through the system and then that system would stifle your freedom guaranteed by the Constitution, guaranteed under the First Amendment, guaranteed in the free exercise clause is something that you should be worried about. And you would say, well, come on, you're kind of filling in gaps or taking this to conclusions that act that haven't actually happened yet. And so I'll bring you to the next article. All right, this article is, is posted on the SCOTUS blog, right? And on November 26th, the Supreme Court lifted New York's COVID-related attendance limits on worship services. And so this, is, uh, this was written by Amy Howe. And so what it says is that the Supreme Court uh, granted requests from the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and two Orthodox Jewish synagogues to block uh, enforcement of a New York executive order restricting attendance at houses of worship. So we just saw how an outside organization is attempting to stifle one man's prayer with his team. And at the same time, we have a state government that is trying to limit and stifle the prayer and limit the attendance of people actually attending their worship services. These things aren't unrelated. When you can get away with the small one, people tend to try something larger and more uh, and, and more burdensome. And so what happened was the Supreme Court listened to arguments on both sides. And essentially, there were five justices, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, sided with the religious groups and blocked the attendance limits. Justice John Roberts, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan dissented. Okay, and so here we have an example, the most egregious example, where if you can get away with something small and get and, and, and silence the little guy, silence the, 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 the small community of Christians just because, 
Let's see how far we can push this. Let's see how many Christians we can silence. Let's see how many prayers that we can stop. Let's see how many people that we can prevent from being converted, that we can prevent from finding Jesus and bringing him into our lives. That is the methodology here. You have to be, we all have to be cognizant that there are people and organizations that are trying to promote this secular society that will have detrimental effects on our ability and our children's ability and our grandchildren's ability to worship freely. The very first amendment, the very first right in the first amendment uh, granted by this constitution that this nation was built on. So it's not hyperbole. These aren't conspiracy theories. The, this is actually happening. And it was at the Supreme Court and it had to take the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court was nearly decided the other way nearly decided the other way and so you know the uh in gorsuch's opinion he specifically stated that the constitution isn't ruled none null and void just because of, of a pandemic your constitutional rights are your constitutional rights regardless of what's going on regardless of uh of a pandemic or not and so we need to be cognizant of these efforts to try to silence uh, and try to silence Christians across this nation. Now, I just want to change the, the subject briefly uh, on this last article that I'm going to show you and discuss with you uh, because it's, it's so important. It's important for us as a people. It's important for us as a community. It's important for us as a country on how we treat each other and who we are inherently, who God made us to be, and, and what's being done to the least of these. Now, we know what Jesus says about what you do to the least of these, you do to me. And so I want to bring you this last, this last article, and it's done by NBC News. <clears throat> and uh, the, the title of the article is The Hidden COVID-19 Health Crisis. Elderly people are dying from isolations, the lockdowns and the visitor restrictions meant to protect nursing home residents from the coronavirus can also threaten their lives. And it's got a picture of an army veteran uh, behind the window. You would assume that he's looking at someone, uh, you know, one of his family members or someone that he loves that he can't touch. And the articles uh, by a lady named Susie Kim again. Um, and so this article discusses, it talks about uh, a woman named Tammy Roberg and her uh, and her father, who's 98 years old, and the the toll that the isolation had on her and her family and her father, and so what what happened was, and what is happening all across this nation in nursing homes due to the restrictions. Again, I'm not casting aspersions or not, and I'm not trying to. Uh, make assumptions on policy or this or that. Um, I'm just re reading you or summarizing the article for you. Uh, and then we can talk about who we are as a people. And so um, what the article essentially consists of is an example and other examples of how the elderly are, when faced with this isolation, are deteriorating physically, mentally, emotionally, 
psychologically. And so there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of cases of dementia on setting amongst our elderly in, in nursing homes. We are a people who need communications. We are a social creature. God made us this way. He made us in a way that we should seek our spouse, that we should seek our creator, and that we should seek one another and love and kindness and harmony in order to work together uh, for his glory, for his greater good. And when we fail to do that, when we when we stray from these ideas, if we stray from the way that God made us, nothing good happens. It doesn't happen. It, nothing good happens for us as a community. Nothing good happens for us as a country. And nothing good happens for us individually, personally. And what we see is that the weakest, the most vulnerable, the least of these, whether it be as early as the womb or as late as in nursing uh, nursing home care and elderly care. If we aren't bonded with those around us, if we don't have a relationship, when we don't uh, have a chance to commune with one another, to build a relationship with each other, to get that love that we seek that we should seek, that God made us to seek and feel and receive and give. When we lose that, we start to shut down. And and sadly, we are seeing this take place in, in these places of isolation and these where elderly individuals are isolated from their families and their friends. Again, not telling you to do anything, not telling you to to, to support this policy versus that policy or anything like this. But we need to be cognizant. The Christian American community need to be cognizant of the struggles and the challenges and the obstacles that are out there and that those most vulnerable face. And it's our job to try to help them in their time of need, to help them in their time of struggle, to be kind and to be generous and to show compassion uh, for our fellow man, especially our elderly who have done so much for us. And, And it's on their shoulders that we stand. It's on their shoulders that we live in the greatest nation in the world. It's on their shoulders that we have been able to prosper, that we have been able to maintain our freedom, that we have been able to do all the things that, uh, Americans have been able to do that are that they are able to do this day is only because of generations past. And so not only do we need to honor and take care of those generations past, we also need to take up that baton. We need to pick up uh, take up that mantle of adults in order that we may continue uh, to provide a nation who puts Christ at the forefront for generations that come after us. And if we can do that, I think we can do, uh, we can make this place, we can make this country, we can make this world a much better place. And so, and that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you found the change of programming uh, to your liking. 
try to inform you a little bit more about what's going on in the nation today. We're trying to encourage you and uh, into paying attention and thinking about some of these issues that may seem far off. They may seem like they affect other people, but uh, mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, they affect all of us. They affect you as well as I, as well as everyone in our communities. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to have a blessed week. We want you also to turn tune in on Monday when we continue our journey through the gospel of Mark. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, it'll get your week started off in the right direction, pointing you towards Christ. That's what you want to, that's what you want to happen. And that's where you're going to want to be. So we encourage you to come follow us and tune in on Monday. That's Monday right here on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.